okay. Oh. Lovely to see you again. I, I'm, I'm very happy to see you. And I was saying, uh, your ears must burn because I talk about you often. Um, and I was just wondering, what is a what do, is there a phrase, a saying in Chinese and Mandarin when someone is talking about you? Is there something you say? We do have it. I think in different regions have different way. But when you sneeze, it means someone talking about you. Really? That's really cool. Yes. You know why we say bless you? Did, uh-huh. did you ever learn why no. we say bless you? Uh-huh. So I learned when I was uh, in Latin class, I think it's the ancient Romans used to mm. believe when you um, sneezed, you were vulnerable to um, spirits entering your body. Wow. So, in order to protect yourself from being possessed, they would say the equivalent of bless you. So yeah, it's interesting how that came. Because you you know, you don't have any control over your sneeze, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they thought you were very vulnerable and spirits could enter your body. Oh, so. that's so interesting. Yeah. Another way, Chinese when we say, at least in my family, in my root, mm. when you sneeze, we say one hundred years. For good luck. For good luck. And mm-hmm. if you sneeze another time, 200 years. 一百岁, so when I was young, my sister yeah. always joked me with this. Oh, that's that's fun. funny. I'm, may, I'll try to start saying that. <laughs> I like it. Um, and also, if you're, um, I get them confused. If your palm itches, mm. well, I can't remember. Left palm mm. depends on the country, means money's coming. And the right palm means you lose money. I don't, I always, I, it's different, I think, in Asia and India, for example, than it is in the United States. But my mother taught me that. She got it from her, her great grandmother. So, 左眼跳财, left eye blinking, uh-huh, uh-huh. you will have good fortune coming your okay. way. And right eye blinking, yes. you will have trouble, disaster. Uh, problem coming okay we, good we also, left, yeah. bad right yeah <laughs> i'll have to remember that but um, i am so excited that we're, we're meeting again i wish it were in person i was in california i don't know did i tell you that no, but i was in i was in san diego i was nowhere oh, near wow. you wow. i went to visit my brother i hadn't seen him in two years hmm. um, and it was the first time i'd been on a plane since my injury and since oh, covid wow. so wow. Um, it went pretty well overall. Um, I did have some migraine episodes, mm. but um, it was it was really wonderful to see him because, yeah. you know, we for the last two years our plans to see him had been on hold. Wow! So um, mm. I don't know when I'll see him again um, because of everything that's up in the air. Yeah. But I'm very grateful for that time, and mm. um, I do have some friends in the bay area but um i don't think i don't know if i have any more family there but i love california i think it's a beautiful state um and i may i don't know i may end up moving there it all depends on how things unfold for right now i have to stay where i am but i've thought about moving um to california just because i think it's um the kind of environment um, progressive, a lot of beautiful weather. Yeah. Um, and I have family there. I have cousins yeah. who moved there just uh, 
three years ago. My brother's there. My aunt and uncle are there. So, um, you know, I, li I like to be near family. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah, it's so good to try something new. To see yeah, the new they've world. been trying to get me to move there for years, but I didn't mm -hmm. want to because so many family members are here on the East Coast, okay. Philadelphia, mm -hmm. DC, New York, oh. and um, mm -hmm. Virginia. Mm -hmm. And But now my family started moving out West. So mm -hmm. um, it's possible that I'll end up there, uh, end up there, who knows? Uh, but I think, I think it's a, a really wonderful... Oh, Eight, if you can afford it to raise a family so good um, so I, if mm. you're if you're ready I would like to ask you a few questions is that okay please please mm. okay so I was wondering mm. uh, because you've lived in so many wonderful places and your children I believe are biracial have you had any experiences you and your family also where you encountered racism or um, xenophobia because you were you were from another culture mm. and if so how did you respond what 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 did you say or how did you react in general I am quite an insensitive person I do not take it I do not know never thought about it actually I know I am very um out of the political uh, or, or the current situation. I didn't think about it. If anyone has a problem on the road, someone sh show a finger to you, he has problem mm -hmm. and that's it. It's not my problem. I do not take it. Um, I have not yet met something that I took serious, other people's problem especially with people. We are all human. If they have trouble, they have trouble. They hate you not because, in my opinion, not because, uh, not because of me. It's the explosion of his own problem, of their own problem. Mm. Okay, well... I, Do I make any sense? Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I think it also depends where you travel and where you're from, because every, I think every region has its own um, civil and racial conflict. So um, it, I think it just depends. You know, my experience here in the United States is likely very different from yours yeah. because I have mm. African ancestry and unfortunately mm. you know mm. the country uh, was founded on um, slavery so it's much more um, it's much more complicated than I yeah. think for, for yes. you for example living in Europe mm. um, I have encountered racism in in Europe but not not to the degree that I've experienced it mm. here in the United States. Mm. And that's for a lot of reasons. Mm. Um, I also am a fair-skinned woman of color. Mm. So things that, um, you know, I may not have, ex may not have experienced may have been a problem for darker-skinned foreigners, mm. uh, for example, in Spain. Mm. Uh, and that's for... A, a bunch of different reasons but hmm. even 
even not just racism, but, but colorism. And, you know, even my grandparents who I'm very grateful to have known and I love them very much. They would, they would say, they would use terms for darker skinned people that made me and my cousins very uncomfortable. Mm. Um, but they also grew up in an era where there were bathrooms for whites and coloreds. I mean, my mom mm. remembers going to Florida mm. um, when she was, so she was, she's a baby boomer. She was born in the forties and mm. she remembers going South and mm-hmm. seeing bathrooms for, um, you know, different um, wow. racial groups. And mm. it was unusual up in Philadelphia, of course. Mm. Um, and then I have a, um, my great uncle who was a really talented basketball player Mm. in the i don't know 40s or late 30s early 40s Mm. he um unfortunately was not treated well he was the only young black man on his high school basketball team and they were, tra- they lived, he lived in Ohio and they were traveling, I think, to an away game hmm. and they stopped to get food on the hmm. way home and the restaurant would not serve him. Hmm. And unfortunately his, his coach did not respond, I think in the best way hmm. and he allowed it. So my, oh. uncle, my, my great uncle had to eat alone on the bus while the rest of the team went inside, hmm. which I think hurt him deeply for the rest of his life. Mm. Um, it wasn't just an isolated incident. Mm. I do feel like as a, as a country and as a world, we mm. are making progress. I mean, race doesn't really exist. I mean, on a DNA level, we're mm. more alike than we are different. Mm. I think being in the age of COVID and because of previous political leaders, I'll just say that broadly, I won't go into detail, there's been an attitude, not just here in the United States, but in, in Europe and other areas of this xenophobia. We're being afraid of people from certain countries or regions um, for ridiculous reasons, because, hmm. because they're Muslim, because, the, the, because COVID's or, origin is thought to be in Asia. And hmm. I've heard the horrible stories of people being discriminated against because yeah. hmm. of this connection that doesn't even make any logical sense. So that, but I feel like also, I mean, we're making so much progress. Um, Are you familiar with Loving Day? Uh, It's June 12th, I think. Have you heard of that holiday? No, no. So Loving Day, (laughs) it's a wonderful story. Well, it's a sad story, but it's an inspiring story. There was a a couple in, I think it was in the 1960s. I want to say around 1965. You can look it up. There's a movie about them called Loving. That was their last name. And the woman was a a black American woman and her husband was white, very fair skinned. And I think they lived in Virginia, but don't quote me. They Mm. had children. The police showed up in the middle of the night, pulled them out of their beds and arrested them for interracial marriage. That was still considered um, breaking the law in certain states in the 1960s. That was only 50 years ago. Um, Legislation was eventually passed where all of those um, it's miscegenation laws against marrying someone outside of your race, which I don't really think exists, was mm. removed. But these people, I mean, can you imagine being at home with your husband sleeping mm. and the police show up and take you out of your bed wow. and tell you that your marriage is against the law, is a crime? Wow. So 
Um, June 12th, I think it's June 12th, is celebrated as Loving Day among families that have an interracial um, bond or marriage or partnership. And it shows how far we've come. I think we're going to continue to make progress. I think we have a lot more progress to still make. Hmm. But I'm I'm so grateful to live in a time where yeah. we can look back at that and see how ugly yeah. and damaging that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Also, I took a class, um, a film class in hmm. co- undergraduate, hmm. uh, my undergraduate uh, time. Hmm. And I, one of the, I took several film classes and one of them was Black women in film. So wow. in my mind, because uh-huh. I'm, I'm born here in the Northeast United States. I had a concept of what black meant to me. It means something different in different places. Uh-huh. And we were watching film with indigenous women from Australia. Mm. Um, we watched um, another film that was indigenous women, I think in New Zealand, who considered uh-huh. themselves black. Yeah. So it really, um, I mean, just, any class I took taught me tremendously, but between those courses and, and, and also living in other countries, it's helped me so much to expand my awareness of what, of what identity is, of what culture is. And Mm. that one term in one country can mean something completely different in another. If Mm. I were in South Africa, I'd be called colored because I have mixed ancestry, native American, English, Mm. African, but here I'm black. Black is something completely different in South oh, Africa. Oh. Um, so I, I'm really hopeful for the future. And I'm glad it makes me happy, my heart happy to know that you haven't experienced the kind of racism that exists in this country. Excuse me. Um, also, I th- oh, I mentioned before, I wanted to say again, the, the, the paper, the brown paper bag test. Mm. Um, so I don't know when the practice stopped, but it used to be fairly common in the United States. I would say between, let's say 1900 and 1965, mm. just guessing. Um, you could go to some house parties or fraternity parties and there would be a brown paper bag at the door. Yeah. And if you yeah. were darker than the bag, you were not allowed to enter. You were yeah. prevented from, from going in. And it, you know, it makes me sad that that happened. Hmm. But um, I think it's also a wonderful learning opportunity for Hmm. us as well. Um, And, and rather than looking at these, these heartbreaking stories as, um, as things we should be ashamed of, I think we should look at how much we've changed and how we don't want to go back to that kind of existence. Yes. Um, because it just begets more hatred and yeah and, um that's not yeah, right so yeah I'm really mm. grateful that I never had to experience that but you know I've I've had people tell me mm. I've, had, I've, I've experienced racism but I've also experienced colorism I've had people tell me well you're not really black or the only thing black about you is your nose or you know you, you clearly mm. don't understand and what it's like mm. to be discriminated against because you're well educated and mm. you know you're fair skinned, but mm. that's not true. Mm. I mean, we all have our own sad stories, yeah. but I, you know, I I've learned a lot from mine, and and I'm I hope that other people have the same 
um, mindfulness about it mm. um, rather than it making them bitter and mm. angry. Mm. Um, my next question for you is, do you have experience befriending others who share different or opposing political, spiritual, religious beliefs? Because that's been a, something that I've, I've had to examine recently about how many of my friends are exactly like me and yeah. how many of my friends yeah. have ideas and yes. opinions that differ yes. from mine. Do, do you have that? Have you had that experience? I think I have. I think I have. But uh, I, uh, I do not focus on that part of political difference. I have seen on Facebook group or on some other groups, people that talk differently, believe differently. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. no need to unfriend it. Not, it is not necessary. In my opinion, on the basic, we are all human. And we have different education. Mm-hmm. And we have different background. So we believe in different things. But they share a picture of good food. They share a picture of baby, which is the same as us, mm-hmm. which there are some very basic things. We can still talk to each other. Any group, any culture, or any place, if you want to get its strengths, it's better to have a diverse voice, opinion. And if we ourselves cannot accept different opinion, we only hear from one voice, then we are missing a lot. We cannot see things from different perspective. So when they talk about those things, just not watch it and understand. And I think this can be a ground that we understand. That's a beautiful lady. That's a, 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 a wonderful young man. Besides everything, it's a good, good person. It just the ideology different from us. It's hard. I, I know it's very hard to, to see people have different opinions, mm-hmm. ignore their opinion and move on with it. It's my life. I live on with my life. And live and allow other people to live. There are people different from us. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I, one of my best friends, um, she's another tarot reader and we've been friends for about two years, all online because she lives many states away. But as we became closer, because we, we chat almost daily, we found out that we have some very fundamental perspectives on, um, on issues that can be quite divisive in this country. And it was an opportunity for me to say, okay, even though we disagree on this, this, and this, yeah. can we still be friends? As yeah. long as her opinion didn't in any way, I feel, lead directly to yeah. my harm. Yeah. And I know that she comes from a very good and, and pure place because she's yeah. one of the kindest and, yeah. and just thoughtful people that, that I've ever known yeah. in my life. Yeah. It made me realize she's someone I want to have in my life. Even if there's certain it's, topics that we yes. can't necessarily agree on. Yeah. I, her friendship means more to me, the yeah. value that she brings to my life, what she's taught me. Yeah. 
as a as a tower reader as a yes. as a woman yes um, it, it outweighs any differences yes. and I don't know if I could have said that ten years ago I don't yeah. know if I was in a mm. in a mature enough and yeah. emotionally mature enough place mm. to mm. be able to be that close to someone who yeah. differs from me yeah. we have differences but we also have a lot of similarities um, the way we view spirituality yeah. and our desire to help others. Um, she's a mother. I, I hope to be a mother one day. Um, and I think those things are more, are more important. The mm. fact that, you know, I, I was there for her when she's gone through some really difficult times and lost loved ones. And she's been there for me as well. To me, it's so much more important than the fact that we may disagree politically. Yeah. Just, and, you know, she and I've had this conversation and she said, I think the the goals are the same, that even yeah. if I, I, I have a different yeah. political view from you, I still want my family to be safe. I still want to be able to yeah. do what I love and be yeah. able to afford diapers and yeah. food for yeah. my family. Yeah. Those are fundamental desires, whether, yes. you, know, whether yes. you live in India or you yeah. live in, in yeah. Hawaii, it doesn't really matter, right? We all want, I think, at the end of the day, we want the same things. We just may have different ideas about how to achieve those things. So Another, learned, yeah, yes. sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Another thing, I try to avoid people who is too passionate about their opinion. Um, if yeah. people too passionate and get too stuck on it, they lost a sense of perspective. Maybe we lost a pers- sense of perspective. Maybe in other people's opinion. But keep it cool don't change into an insurance seller right <laughs> that every time you go any place try to promote something sign up to this website and go here and then you can stop then we should stop it becomes yeah. too much interference if both can cool enough and keep a distance and be strong with their opinion it's totally no problem yeah I am strong in my opinion. You are strong in your opinion. We have our different territory. We make sure that those opinions do not conflict, do not put up to the table because no one will listen to another person. At least I cannot teach another person and I cannot be taught by another person of their opinion. So keep it separate. Keep it clean. Do things that we are the same. Share. I agree. Yeah, I agree completely. Mm. I I wanted to shift the conversation to to. Is that all right if we move to a different topic? Perfect. Okay. So I know the last time I think it was the last time we spoke. One of the last times we talked about TikTok. Did we talk about TikTok? Yes. I have I now am regularly posting on TikTok and I wanted to share my experience with you because I think you should consider it. It is an entirely different demographic. There are people on there hmm. who may have less than 500 followers on Instagram, but there they have 25,000 followers. Um, it's a way to reach a broader, younger audience. Hmm. And my growth on TikTok has hmm. been fast than my Instagram and YouTube combined combined. Wow. I have gained 600 followers on TikTok in three wow. months. Wow. 
yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it. I, I just was very like you, I was very diligent. I kept uploading and just hoping that eventually, hmm. um, those people who, who were my tribe, who, hmm. who wanted, who yeah. wanted to the content <laughs> would come to me. And then a video I posted went viral and had over a thousand views. Wow. Um, and now I think my highest is nearly 6,000 views hmm. for someone. I don't even have a thousand followers yet. I just started oh. my account a few months ago or so maybe six months ago. Hmm. And, um, I, now I post daily, oh. but I've also met wonderful people like oh. you on TikTok, people that hmm. I probably wouldn't have engaged with on hmm. other social media sites because hmm. TikTok is their primary yeah. focus. Um, and I did ask for their permission first. I have two people I uh-huh. think you can check out. They are tarot readers, but they're also artists in their own right. Mm. Um, so the first is Art Leo. That's his name, A-R-T-L-E-O. And I think he and I are going to collaborate soon, but it's, it's a surprise. So I'll be quiet until <laughs> we do, but I'm excited. He is an, a tarot reader, but he's also a fantastic painter. You have to see some of his work. And I think when you find, there's so many artistic people in the spiritual community yeah. that, that read tarot, but they also like, they also paint or they sing yeah. or they play instruments. Yes. And the fact that you can, you can combine the two, I think is amazing. Yeah. So um, we're, we've been talking about ways that we can collaborate with our other interests in addition to tarot. Mm. He also recently shared, um, have you heard of moon blocks before? This is entirely new to me. Moon oh. blocks. Mm. So moon blocks, which I'd never heard of before, are a type of divination, like tarot, like a pendulum. Mm. Um, you could even say a fortune cookie is kind of divination, but anything that you used to provide you with information about unknown information about the present and the future. So moon blocks, correct me if I'm wrong, Art Leo, I hope I'm not saying this wrong, are Chinese in origin. They're crescent, little crescent wooden pieces. One side is flat, the other side is rounded, curved. And you you throw them on a table and ask a yes or no question. And based upon how they fall, like runes, I think, you'll get either a yes or no answer, but I think they're Chinese in origin. I'd never heard of them before. I'm, I'm always learning something new. Um, and he is very uh, much an advocate of protecting cultural practices because I think there's, there's unfortunately a trend where people will see something that's done, you know, a ritual or a practice in a certain um, community and then they take it and decide that that they want to do that as well, but without doing any research or, you know, it's, um, I think out of respect for cer- certain groups of people, communities and traditions, if we want to use something that they use that they hold sacred, I don't think there's anything wrong with that inherently, but I do think it's a, your responsibility to mm. gather information so that you, mm. so you practice respectfully Hmm. and mindfully. Hmm. So I, I did ask him to create a video about moon blocks. He said he had to think about it because he was hmm. worried about it being used in a very superficial way, like hmm. a fad, like a trend, but this is hundreds, thousands of years hmm. of, of practice. Um, and I have another, a friend that I met 
that's how I met Art Leo. And his name is Brady Wolf. He just started, I think, his channel a year ago, and he has 36,000 followers. He's fantastic. Wow. He, I learn something new from him all the time. He, in addition, well, so the pandemic, I think, although it's caused a lot of heart, heartache and grief and despair, it's also been an opportunity of time of great opportunity because I know people who, for whatever reason, they couldn't, they say they couldn't do their, their, their regular job or yeah. you know, they were restricted and they had to find another way to make income or, you know, ways, creative ways to spend their time because they, you know, they got tired of watching Netflix and walking around the block and they didn't have anything else to do. Like I've started baking. It doesn't always turn out well. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I tried to make manakish. Have you had manakish before? Manakish. Yeah, it's um, sometimes called Lebanese pizza. Uh-oh. It's a flatbread. Mm. I, I'm gluten-free because I have, uh, my, my body doesn't tolerate gluten. So I tried to make it. It was a disaster. I, I was so upset. I, I spent all this money on ingredients and it came out horribly, but <laughs> I'm not giving up. Um, I've made a, a, a wild chai, blue, chai wild blueberry bread. Uh-huh. Blueberries, um, uh-huh. and, um, and I soak the chai tea in milk. Oh, wow. and that was delicious. But I also, I had a few loaves that were not very good, but I mm. learned mm. and my next, my next, um, project culinary project is to try soda bread, which is an Irish. Oh yeah. Mm. And, um, I'll send you the recipe. My recipe is gluten-free, uh-huh. but um, I've never made actual bread like a loaf before mm. so mm. I'm excited about that but mm. the reason I, I say this is because Brady was a hairstylist before mm. TikTok mm. that was his full-time I believe his full-time job and then um a year ago I, I don't know what inspired him to do it but his his channel is also tarot and spirituality based mm. and he now no longer styles hair. He, his oh, full-time wow. job is reading tarot. Wow. He also has an mm. Etsy shop. He creates mm. oils and I think he makes candles. I can't remember, wow. but mm. you know, a year ago he, that wasn't true. And he told yeah. me that hairstylists, particularly in the South really suffered financially oh. because in the first few months yeah. of the pandemic, yeah. it wasn't mm. considered an essential business. Mm. And a lot of these hairstylists and other estheticians um, were completely out of work. They mm. had no financial support. Yeah. People were losing their homes. Yes. And he said that he was part of the community that rallied. They wrote letters to the state yeah. government and complained, yeah. we can't yeah. survive like this. We need yeah. help. Mm. And, and they, they, got, they ended up getting financial assistance from the government and they don't have to pay it back. Oh. So I just feel like the the opportunities that are inherent in 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 disaster Mm. are there but we just have to we just have to look for them yeah um you know i i think there's many ways you can look at something like this we're still in a Mm. pandemic that is still taking lots of lives but look at all the beautiful things that have come out of this Mm. um i i think i i think every opportunity is a learning opportunity yes even if you lose or, um, you know, the outcome is different than you hoped for it, there's mm. still a way yeah. to find 
a positive in it, in my opinion. So, so Brady Wolf and Art Leo are two, they're in, they inspire me so much. Um, and they have a lot of, they just, I, I like TikTok because it's a way to <laughs> learn. I've learned so much about history, politics, other countries, spirituality, baking, cooking. Um, but it's in um, three minutes or less. Some videos are only 15 seconds. And um, one minute, right? Or less. Now you have three options. I usually okay. make videos oh. that are under a minute. And then I also post them as shorts on YouTube. Okay. But you can also make videos up to three minutes. Okay. And I've learned um, how to edit, how mm. to use audio from other creators. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still learning how to use TikTok, but I think you would do fantastically well on TikTok. And it'll, I think, I want to say the majority of TikTok users are likely under 30, but I mean, I'm on there. I'm over 30. Yeah. But you, I mean, there's everything. If you want to laugh, there mm. are people who will make you laugh. If you want spiritual advice, there's that. If you want to know how to make, you know, quiche or lasagna, there are people who specialize in cooking. Yeah. Really, whatever you can imagine, it exists. And there yes. are people on there who have millions of followers and yeah. that's how they, they That's how they support themselves. Um, so I think you would be amazing on TikTok. <laughs> look into it. Um, I also try not to overwhelm myself because of my, my health condition. Mm. I, I, I will often post similar things mm. or the same thing across platforms. Oh, okay. so if I make a video on TikTok, I post the same video on YouTube, Instagram, mm. and Facebook. Mm. It doesn't always work. Like I can't obviously my, my longer videos on YouTube are too big to go on TikTok, but I try to, I, I think less is more. Mm. Um, and I, it's interesting how these algorithms work because I'll get like 4,000 views for the same video on TikTok, but on YouTube, mm. I'll get a hundred or sometimes 10 or five. Mm. Mm. So I don't think Unfortunately, I don't think it always has to do with content. I think a lot of it has to do yeah. with the numbers game. Yeah. It, it doesn't, Yes. I mean, I, I don't really know. I can't explain it. And I don't even know if, if um, people who have large followings can explain it. Mm. Um, I don't know why that one particular video went viral, but it did. And then I, and then within two months, I had 400 new followers that I never expected. So I'm grateful for that. One of the other things to segue, I wanted to talk to you about was, do you use visualization or rituals or some kind of other process to create certain situations or outcomes in your life? Like if you want to, to do a particular painting or have a certain, I don't know, just anything that you can think of, do you, do you use any sort of process or ritual or visualization before you do it or do you just do it i usually search online for a picture i do not have idea just coming up okay. but the surrounding i would like it as simple as possible not the the surrounding not incense not uh, not music not that things mostly picture I see okay. it and then I get an idea and then I follow it. 
And then I cannot, I am not able to follow and become something totally different. And the idea start to build up, mm-hmm. start to build up. You paint a tree and then a mountain comes out and then the river comes out and then splash come out. It's all just uh, as you go, the idea starting to build. But I do need a picture, something to get me started to warm up. Do you do that as well for your students? Like if you if you want to have a certain lesson, are you inspired by a picture or photo? Or yes. Is, yes. Okay. Yes. They, they, a lot of times students is the same. They have no idea what to paint. Once you see the picture, they start to build up their idea. Uh-huh. It is so important. And then their idea comes out totally different. But that's a starting point. Some someone just like to follow, someone just against to follow. So they have a base to get started. I like that. Mm. Have you ever heard of a money bowl? A no. money bowl? No, no. I no. don't know where it started in origin, but I have one to show you. Uh, please. So this is my money bowl. Mm. Oh, I don't want it to fall out. So <laughs> I can't I can't tip it too much. But I, I have cinnamon sticks. Oh. I have jade. Oh. I have bay leaves. Oh. Um, salt. Oh. Um, green aventurine. It's a crystal. Um, and I have money. Um, I put some other things in there. But essentially, it's, I don't even know what to call it. Um, a ritual to attract abundance. Like, you know, oh. if you like feng shui, I guess maybe, mm. or if you have a money tree. Mm. And I learned about it on TikTok from my friend, Brady Wolf. He posted a video because I was obsessed when I heard money bowl. And I thought, I want to know what that is. Sure. If it brings more money, let's do it. So he has a money bowl, but his is slightly different. So because I, I, <laughs> I bombarded him with questions, he created a video on TikTok just for me answering my question and he was very lovely in saying this is how I do it but the way you do your money bowl is up to you it's a it's a way of attracting abundance into your life um and there's no really right or wrong but these were Mm. suggestions that he made so you know I had to use what I had at home I think I put basil in there maybe oregano but (sighs) things that are supposed to attract abundance mm. and wealth. I think it's also a mindset. Yeah. It's like focused, a place that I can focus my energy on one particular thing. Mm. Now, I have been doing mantras. I have been praying. Mm. But I noticed within days mm. that my um, abundance shifted after I made this money bowl. Wow. Within like less than a week, mm. I was offered a contract for an, a new job. Wow. I received two emergency, um, two purchases, uh, orders on Etsy hmm. of, of a new, I, I put emergency readings on my, on my shop. So usually it takes up to a week, give or take a few days for me to do a reading, but I've decided to add emergency readings. So you pay more, but then you get the video of the recording of the reading within two days, 24 to 48 hours. Um, almost immediately, I got two new emergency readings. Wow. Hmm. And then I received a, a purse 
from um, a relative. It was a hand-me-down purse. And when I opened it, there was a tarot, a tarot, a Target gift card inside. Um, it was unused. And then um, was another thing happened. Oh, I think it was like the day or two after I made the bowl, I was looking in my jewelry box to, to for jewelry to donate, to give away. Hmm. And I found a gold bracelet I didn't even remember. And I was able to take it to a currency coin buyer down the street. And I mean, something I didn't even know I had. And I, hmm. he gave me cash. Wow. So hmm. I don't want to say that it's the money bowl. I think it is to a certain degree. But I think more than anything else, it's focused intention. Kind hmm. of like your picture. Yeah. Hmm. It's a place to focus my my hmm. energy. Hmm. Um, and I'm happy to send you a link to the, to the money bowl, um, video, but mm. it was a wonderful way to, to help me to feel like I had control over something. Mm. Um, because a lot of this past two years, I have felt completely out of control with my health, with the pandemic. Um, and I think feeling out of control is a very common, um, cause of depression when you yeah. feel like you have no control over anything in your life. There are a lot of things I still can't control, but I can control, um, you know, where, how I spend my time, who I spend my time with. Hmm. Um, and I think when you look for those things that you have control over, even if it's just making your bed or, you know, drinking eight glasses of water or whatever it is, it helps you to feel more purposeful and more encouraged because mm. I could list a thousand things that make me feel out of control right now, but that doesn't empower me. It just makes me feel more lost and, and, you know, I'm anchorless. So I, I just wanted to ask what, you know, that's why I wanted to know what you do. Cause I'm always learning new ways, but this money bowl thing, I mean, I even made a thank you. I, I made a two thank you videos <laughs> because the progress after making one is just, it was, it, it felt like it happened almost overnight. And I've been trying these certain things, other things for the last year. So yeah, money bowl, it worked for me. Um, and I think it, it could be an inspiration for other people to do yes. similar things. Mm, and mm. How, you know, like you could also make a love bowl probably if mm. you're looking for romance or, mm. you know, creativity bowl or something. Mm. I just, I think mm. it's limitless. Um, okay, so my next question for you is, mm. I've been dying to, I've been wanting to know this for months. How did you become an educator? Because I remember you said you used to be an international business. Is that right? Yeah. And that seems so different from art education. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you don't mind sharing, how did you transition from that field into education? Okay. Long story short, okay. I became a full-time student. I was doing business, import, export. I think okay. it was quite good making money and things. And then I went to Paris to become a student okay. to learn French, full-time student. And I have no money at all, right? No income. And uh, I saw there is a small newspaper and have advertisement. Even here, we have newspaper advertisement, those small, teeny, tiny, uh, teach Chinese, teach calligraphy, teach something. So I started from there. And uh, I post uh, an 
announcement that I can teach a two line, teach Chinese, low native Chinese speaker teaching Chinese. And then I start got one person start to learn and then two person and start three persons. So it is, it does work. Starting from there, I start to teach, starting from teaching Chinese language. And then there was one, uh, two young girls, they want to learn Chinese calligraphy. Then they start to do Chinese calligraphy. It stopped there. And then we came to America. And I start to post, uh, post on, on, the, on the street, those mm. little stickers starting from there. And then I took a, a community college class. Okay. And, uh, one of the teacher, he said, everyone can be a teacher. Then I start to apply to teaching community college. There's no degree demanded. It's an interest-based Starts yes. from there, and then later on get uh, get uh, certification, get other things, and uh, the school is opening have has an opening. Everything get into that trend. That's a beautiful yeah. story, and I <laughs> want to repeat something that you said for uh, the viewers. Uh, Anyone can be a teacher. My students teach me a lot. I yeah. mean, a lot. Yeah. I have learned so much from my students just as much as I learned in grad graduate school. Yeah. I mean, about life, yeah. about, about, yeah. about teaching, mm. um, about patience, mm. um, I, I, about just, I mean, it, I've taught students that when I received my graduate degree that I never, it, it just never occurred to me that I would teach. I never thought I would teach a monk. I never thought I would teach women who wear veils, hijab, mm. you know, that mm. were, fundamentalist um, Muslims who cover mm. themselves. Mm. And when you're teaching, it's difficult when you can't see the face of the person you're, you're, you're instructing, mm. but I figured it out. Um, I've learned, I've just learned so much and I'm, I mm. feel so blessed to, to mm. be an educator. N not to say that I don't have times when I have cried, mm. <laughs> you know, having to, um, oh, I, I taught, a, a college preparatory course. I don't know if I told you this, the largest class I've ever had of mm. college students um, mm. the summer before the pandemic in 2019, I mm. recently returned from Spain and I needed a job right away to mm. pay some bills. So I took a job teaching students from China mm. and they were going to, uh, they were exchange students, international students. They, some of them would be studying um, an undergraduate degree and the others were working on their master's. I had three weeks to prepare them for their first American college experience. That is wow. not enough time, wow. <laughs> just three weeks. <clears throat> and I had no idea how I was going to do this. There was no curriculum, really. It didn't exist. There, were, there was an outline of what we needed to cover, but I lost so much sleep because I'm also very, I'm a perfectionist. I know this. I'm very difficult on myself. But the idea of teaching a class to prepare these students, <clears throat> excuse me, for their first semester at an American university, hmm. they had no experience writing papers in English. They hmm. didn't understand <clears throat> completely. They didn't understand the idea hmm. of plagiarism. I had to hmm. teach them how, how to cite, how hmm. to, um, 
how to make references without stealing intellectual property. Hmm. I, I, I mean, it was a lot. And I had them three hours a day, five days a week. Wow. I did it. And I was, I can say that I did it. I don't want to do something like that again. It was hmm. very stressful because I got the job and then I had, I think a week to prepare. Hmm. Um, but I did it. And I learned so much about myself, what I'm capable of. Hmm. I learned how to manage my time better. Hmm. But you know, but by, by the time I left, I thought, well, I did the best that I could. I hope they appreciated it. And at the end, we had an award ceremony for the students. And um, I had uh, several young women come up to me and tell me how grateful they were and that they, they, you know, they had never even heard of the, this particular system of citation before. Mm. And they so grateful and they said we 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 see how hard you worked every day to keep lessons engaging and to to help us to support us in our learning and that to me meant more i mean of course the paycheck was wonderful but to know that so there were people in the world who could say i learned this because this human being this woman this mm. professor made it her priority to instruct me, to give me um, the information that I needed to succeed. And I, that, you know, the money's been spent, it's gone, but that, that that's priceless and timeless. I will for always remember hmm. those words. I, I have gifts for my students, um, some letters. I have, you know, I've, I've received things from all over oh. the world, but it's the words, it's the feedback from yeah. my students that means the most yeah. to me. And yeah. it, it's made, it's humbled me so much and it, it helps me to keep going, it, you know, to, to feel like, okay, I'm not so terrible at, at this as I sometimes think I am, even when I make mistakes. And I'm, I'm the first to say in class, I, I may have, I may have misspoke, spoken here, or actually let's revisit this topic because I think I may have um, given you some conflicting information. Um, I think I think that even if you're an educator, even if you have a PhD, you still can learn from those who are less formally educated. Hmm. Um, as long as you are open to it. Yeah. I've met people hmm. who have advanced degrees and who aren't, they just aren't very smart. They have hmm. a lot of technical information, but hmm. they don't know how, they don't have high emotional intelligence. Hmm. Um, I had a professor in my graduate program who was extremely knowledgeable. She was mm. very intelligent, but mm. she was not a good educator. Mm. We found, I mean, I remember a one, one of my best friends in the program wrote a letter complaining mm. about oh. how awful she was. Oh. And it wasn't, it wasn't to be unkind. It was a class where we would usually be more confused by the end of the class mm. than we were at the beginning. And that's not how education is supposed to be. Mm. Um, you know, I think part of being a good educator, and I'm sure you have come to realize this, is your ability to adapt your classroom and your yeah. learning objectives to your student. Because each class yeah. is different. Yeah. Everybody learns in a different way. Mm. And if you can't figure out a way to modify your lesson plans hmm. there are so many students who won't be benefiting from your class because hmm. you're not you're not teaching for them you're teaching for yourself hmm. and that's not what in my opinion that's not what education is is supposed to be about 
It mm. should be learner focused. Mm. You know, of course you have your standards you have to follow, but if you're teaching, you know, there are times I've been in class where I said, this isn't working. Let's try something else. Um, and often something else would work, but there are times when I had to try, you know, three times, four times. And then once I found that, that, that method or that activity that seemed to engage my students, that was a success. So, um, yeah, I just, I, what you said, I'm sorry, I, I get off on a tangent. But your comment about everyone can be a teacher is really important because I never thought that I could be an educator. I was an administrator. I was a program director, but I never taught formally before. And I didn't think that I really had it in me. I was wrong. I think it just takes the, the best, the, um, the best set of circumstances, um, you know, because sometimes you, you're, you have to teach someone something out of necessity. They need to have this information and you're the only person in their immediate vicinity who can teach them. So I think that that's really, that's really important. And I love that you, that you said that. Um, <laughs> are there any, and my last question for you, because I, I, I think I need to go soon is, yeah. Have you begun any new projects um, and not just art, art, artistic projects, but anything during COVID since the pandemic began? Did, have you found um, inspiration during this time? Is there anything that you may have attempted in the last two years because of, of current um, global circumstances? Is there anything that you feel like, you, you know, because of of what's been going on in the world has allowed you to start something new? Yes. Yes. Like what? I think, <laughs> I think online business ah, yeah. is one of the things. And uh, it has become, <laughs> I think, yes. Because people are um, less, it, it becomes bigger and bigger online online shopping, mm -hmm. online things. So a lot of things happens more online. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's funny yeah. because just three, three years ago, yeah. I remember yeah. I had to be careful in interviews mm. not to ask if I could work remotely because mm. it was considered lazy. Mm. You know, you don't, you don't want to come into the office and now there are positions that won't even allow you to come in. Mm. You have to work. Wow. So it's amazing how things have so shifted fundamentally in just mm, yes. under two years. Yes. Um, but I'm happy about my baking. I, 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 um, I don't really have time to do it before, but I've got lots of time now. Um, I'm not working full time. I, I, I just, you know, I do my tarot readings and I just, I just accepted, um, something very part-time that allows me to work as I feel well enough Oh, um, wonderful. So that's great. Yeah, it's I'll share it with you because I've been hired as as an article writer. Oh, and wow. I can write at, you know, at my leisure. And the other thing about it that's great for people who have disability is that I can dictate um part of my my article, uh, hmm. you know, with my phone. So if I if I don't if, oh. you know, if I have a migraine or I'm not able hmm. to to um type for whatever reason, hmm. I can it into um an app converted into text yeah yeah so 
Uh, mm. I've learned lots of ways to um, to work around things mm. because this is, my, this is my new normal. Mm. Um, excuse me, it'll be two years in February uh, since my my accident, and oh. I've learned a lot of new ways of being. Yeah. It's different, and sometimes I miss the old ways. I think that's true for a lot of people mm. now. I miss I miss going to a restaurant and not having to wear a mask. I miss mm. those things. Yeah, I think mm. that'll change eventually, mm. but I'm learning to accept where I am now. Mm. I so I'll let, give you the, the opportunity, the choice. I, if you wanted, I have I have an affirmation, a positive affirmation card for you, and we can either I can wait and we can you know end our talk, or I can do it now. You tell me what you prefer. Yeah, we we can do it, and then we end our talk. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm. I got the, so the Target gift card I was telling you about, I used it to buy these. These are positive affirmations to inspire you, to encourage you. So I call upon my guides and angels mm. and highings, guides and angels. You have them, even if you don't see them. I'm asking for you, please, to give me a message for Hying. Whatever she most needs to see, feel, hear, know, and understand, a message that supports her on her journey, that provides her with confidence and helps her to be the best version of herself. A message for Haying, please. What does Haying need to know right now? All right, you've got ooh, three cards. Oh, geez. Four? All right. I, I will I will read them. I will read them quickly. First, we have options. And I'll read it for you. As I open to the abundant possibilities of my life's path, I'm reminded that I always have unlimited options. Life is a buffet, and I allow myself to whatever makes me happiest without limiting thoughts like. You can't put mac and cheese on your baked potato. If you want to put mac and cheese on your potato, you can. All right. Next, we have impermanence. This is a good one for me. I'm Ooh. learning. I'm learning to let go. <clears throat> Life is always changing, and I drift easily through these changes, good and bad. Mm. As I drift through hard times, I can take comfort in knowing that I will leave them behind. As I drift away from good times, I can take comfort in knowing that more will come my way. Mm. Impermanence is an equal opportunity, non-entity. Wow. I like that one. Okay, we have, oh, geez. All right. Spontaneity. That's what it looks like. Do you like spontaneous adventures of the highest caliber? The only acceptable answer to this question is yes. So buckle up, Charlie. You're about to take a wild ride through the unexplored, unconventional, and underrated. You're about to learn that yes is a magic word. With the power to unlock new dimensions in space, time, and after hours hangouts, yes will lead you to experiences you didn't think possible and teach you that lifelong friendships are sometimes lurking just behind a karaoke singer's mullet. Then it says, there's a good, a pretty good chance your name is not Charlie, but 
Okay. <laughs> Last I did. Yes. Your, your, your guides had a lot to say to you today. Generosity. I think you're one of the most generous people I've ever met. I give generously to those around me, no matter how much or how little I have. I know there is more than enough to go around and that the key is to allow it to keep going around without stopping. If I stop the flow, I'm like the one person at the stadium who doesn't do the wave. It's true. All right, last, and then I will let you go. Patience. Oh, this has been a lifelong journey. Wow. Patience. Congratulations. You've been granted more patience. You may start using it right away or (laughs) much, much later. Waiting a long time is the sort of option now afforded to you by greater patience. Can you believe it? Look at this. You're still reading (laughs) and you haven't started getting annoyed yet. Imagine how this patience will transform your life. Imagine how easy it will be to go to the post office. (laughs) Yeah, I... I'm still working on this one. Oh, you are reading that. That is exactly what I wish I could take I could take credit, but no, you got five cards. Wow. I was reading this. Wow. Um, so hmm. I believe those were the messages that you were meant to hear. And I'm yes. grateful to be able to share them with you. They they work for me too. And I hope that they that they resonate for people watching. Yes. But um yes. It's all about how you frame your thoughts, right? Something can happen and it can devastate you Mm. or it can inspire you. And, and, um, you inspire me and, and I'm grateful to have this time with you. So thank you so much. I, I, I I know I've said thank you a hundred times, but I, I feel like I could say it a hundred times more, um, and, you know, if it hadn't been for the pandemic and my accident, I would never have found your channel. I just would not have had time. So time is your friend. I feel like that's, that's something that I've learned. Um, time and, and patience are, are your best teachers. This is so fun. Thank you. Oh, this is so fun. Thank you. I, I hope you, I hope you, um, you like those messages. And yeah. I, I, I would love when I finish this article, the first mm. one that I do, I'll send it to you because it's, it's for teaching um, people who want to teach English as a mm. career. So I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so very much. I will stop the recording. Okay. Okay. Yes.